Hi, everybody. I'm Mitch Goldich, and welcome to episode 51 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find me on social media for food pictures to go along with every episode. Today's guest is a friend and former colleague, another guy I hadn't seen in two years until we were both in L.A. for the Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, as his old Twitter handle used to declare, it's Buko time. <laughs> Peter Bukowski, welcome to Mitch Eats Food. I'm very excited to be here. From the very first time you started doing this, I was like, okay, how am I going to convince, how am I going to trick Mitch into letting me be on his podcast to talk about food? Uh, you didn't have to trick me. I think you and I nearly did one on a day on the golf course when we were just uh, drinking PBRs and eating peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and trying to come up with a fun nickname for that combination. So this uh, this meal was a little nicer and a little more expensive than uh, peanut butter sandwiches on the at whatever the name of that golf course was in New Jersey. Um, but yeah, you and I, we had a, a, a very nice meal. Can you tell us? I, I feel like you went all in on the L.A. restaurant scene. I was not prepared yeah. at all. I figured, oh, I'll get there and figure out where to eat. And you had like reservations every night. What, what was your strategy here and, and how did you come across? I should say the name of the place is uh, Rossa Blue. How did you come across this place? What was your plan here? So I am I am a very annoying person when it comes to cut well, it off. Right? Wait, I'm very yeah, annoying person. Ended, and end right the podcast. There. All I wanted you to yep, say. Yep. Uh, clip it. Bears fans are going to clip it. Um, <laughs> no. So I I have only really been to L.A. twice and only really known anything one time I went there because I went there once as a college student and just like you're just trying to get through it. Right. Um, I went there once as an adult that had some money uh, and I only went to one restaurant while I was there. Um, I think that's right because we were actually coming up from San Diego. So anyway, I am an annoying person. Let's get to that because I have food takes. I have hardcore food takes and I'm not just going to go somewhere. If I'm going to be in LA for a week, I want to go and eat in LA for a week. I don't want to just like eat at the hotel or go around the corner to the, the, um, the steakhouse that just happens to be at LA live or whatever. Like I, I don't, that's not, that's not interesting to me. I'm not going to go eat at the Capitol grill. I want the LA food scene. And so I did a little research. And so I had three restaurants that I really wanted to go to bestia, um, Republic and Rosa blue. Um, and, Republic is just already one that I had been to and loved it. Incredible food there. Um, Bestia is like the restaurant in LA right now that is like non-tasting menu. And even with that, I mean, it was crowded. It was awesome. It was it was really fun. And then Rosso Blue is um, part of a little a complex that's been developed. There's a group of restaurants there. There's a Mexican restaurant next door. And it's just a, it's a really popular place right now. I, it was close to where we were staying downtown LA. And so I thought this would be a great place. And I just was like, I'm just going to make reservations. I just made reservations at those places yeah, for two. I, I appreciate and your out, style. And I'll figure out who I'm going to take. And I just said, hey, <laughs> Mitch, let, like I, I I think I said something rude, like I don't have anyone else to go with. Um, so so do you want to eat dinner? What I meant to say <laughs> you, was – You did say I, something rude, which I is funny, the, and I was giving you a hard time for that. <laughs> I made the reservation not knowing who I was going to take and asked you as if to say I have this reservation and no one to go with. Will you go with me? But I did not. I, I I don't know if you have the text handy, but I did not say that. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring up the rude text message you sent me. It's funny. You brought it up, not me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did appreciate the uh, style. You got there a, a few days before me and right. I got on the ground and you're like, I have reservations for cocktails at this place at five and dinner at this place at 730. And, <laughs> and I was like, OK, I was like, I'll do the, the 730 one. Sounds good. 
Um, so yeah, and 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 I also want to say, and we gotta, we're gonna get into the meal. The one thing I will say, it was a, it was a lovely place. We were under a tent, uh, sort of outdoorsy in, uh, in LA. Though I will say, it was dark. We've done 50 episodes of this podcast. I have never had worse pictures than I do of this meal. <laughs> and so just I always like to say off the top, people can follow me on social media and look at pictures to go with every episode. This one, I might have to just steal pictures off of their Instagram page because I came away with nothing. Um, the other fun thing about this meal, just to prepare people, I had – I guess I had a late lunch and had been – I think it was the day I got there, the day after I got there. Anyway, I was not that hungry. And I got there, and it was apparent very quickly that you were all in for podcast glory. You had planned – you got to the restaurant before me, and you had already looked at the menu, and you were, like, ready to order six things. And you're like, let's get all this stuff and split everything, and I want to come on the podcast. And I, I had to, like, put my game face on and be like, all right, I am ready. I, I had to, like, rise to your level uh, to be able to to eat, which you know I can do. And, and anyone who listens to this podcast knows I can do. But it took a little bit of that mental, like, I got to turn on the switch. I got to be on tonight. I got to eat all this food with Buko. Well, and and again, as I said, I'm annoying. And so I am I am all about trying to split and, and do as many things as I can. My it is very good for me that my wife is the same way. She wants to go she wants to eat at the places, not necessarily trendy, but just like the best food. I want the best food. I want the best tacos when I'm in LA. I want to I want to like if I can, let me try and go to these places. We have it's like the episode um Master of None, where Aziza spends half the episode finding the best tacos in New York and spends like half a day trying to find them. That's me. I do that. And I happily do that. And so I already surfed the menu. I was like, OK, I want to try these things. I want to try this cocktail. I knew I couldn't be if you were going to be late and you weren't late. I was early a little liquored up when you showed up. So, you know, it was it was uh, all in all. It was it was a really uh, a great meal. But you're right. It was dark. It was definitely it was like it was it was New York lighting. Yeah. All right. So we got to get into this meal. And I think we should probably just go through everything in order. And so I actually, if we're going through everything in the order, we had it. And and you actually, you had wine. I had cocktails. I need to talk about this cocktail first, if you want to yeah. just sit and hang tight for a second. I had two drinks, uh, both of which were excellent. But this one was one of the most distinct cocktails I've ever had. And and that I know I'm prone to hyperbole sometimes, but it really was. Uh, it was called the Mr. Q and it had duck fat washed Japanese whiskey, kochi americano, pear, pear syrup, and Sichuan bitters, served with a dehydrated pear in this little gimlet glass. So I had not, I had, I don't think I had had a uh, duck fat washed cocktail before. Uh, I went and later looked. This is uh, now reading for those who are unfamiliar. Reading from SeriousEats.com. To fat wash your alcohol, you add a liquid like sesame oil or melted butter to a spirit at room temperature. Let it sit for a few hours, then chill everything in the fridge or freezer until the fat solidifies and can easily be skimmed off. The spirit retains the flavor of the fat even after you've done the skimming. So, again, I don't know that I've ever had a drink infused with that bold of a flavor. And it's really, I mean, it's also, it's hard to describe, which is maybe not great for a podcast where I'm on here to describe uh, the food and, and drinks that I'm having. But it was just this, like, deep infusing flavor, like, that, like, warm, straight into your belly sensation, like when you have, like, a really smoky scotch or something. And it was just, like, unmistakably duck fat. I I don't think you tasted it. I think we were being uh, COVID safe here, and so yeah. I, I, we did not share any glasses. But I believe I let you uh, sort I of waft, waft yeah, and it. smell. Yes. And what an overpowering smell, right? You could you could tell right away. And and I've had duck fat fries. I've had I've had a burger, I think, once that was that was like pan fried in duck fat. Um, 
and you can taste it. You definitely can. And and it, it tasted definitely it was one of those things where you have to be into savory, somewhat savory cocktails because it did seem like that. But tell me, because we didn't actually talk that much about the the drink itself, other than the duck fat, did the peach actually help balance? Like, was there some sweet, or the, I'm sorry, the pear? Did that like help balance the the savoriness of the fat, and then you get the heat from the Szechuan bitters? Yeah, I think it would have been a lot if the if it was just duck fat whiskey. I think it was nice that it was uh, served with some other ingredients to sort of uh, tone it down a bit. Uh, otherwise, maybe it would have needed a, a smaller glass and just like a little bit of it would have been enough. Um, but yeah, I mean everything. And and, and listen, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on mixology and describing cocktails. We're getting uh, perhaps a little bit out of my wheelhouse. But um, yeah, I mean obviously these people they are. Uh, crafts they know what they're doing and they uh they you know i'm sure tested out a bunch of flavors and balanced things out and and yeah it was really good and i liked i was uh sort of wasn't i had forgotten uh, what else was in it so we were like trying to identify the piece of fruit that was left in my glass at the end and it was a pear uh it was very good i'll just say listen if, if a cocktail is going to be 17 dollars it ought to be good. I have paid for expensive and overpriced drinks in a lot of places. This one, I feel like I got my money's worth. It's some, you know, somebody spent time earlier that day or maybe the day before chilling the duck fat. This is not something that I could try at home, <laughs> like just buy a bottle of something right. and pour it myself. It wasn't. So, it wasn't yeah. a twenty dollar martini. Right. Yeah. This this was very good. Um, and then I, I had a second cocktail, which was also very good. Uh, but I mean, this is the this was the headliner. And uh, what a first taste uh, of anything as I sit down at the table. Uh, quite good. But now let's let's get to the food. I, I assume you, you had a wine. That's fine. We don't have to talk about your uh, your wine in great detail. It was good. Yeah. Great. Glad you enjoyed it. Um, let's move on to the food. And, and again, we split and, and listen, I'm a splitter, too. I love going and uh sitting down and, and sharing whatever and sharing with someone. So, you know, we got uh, we got a salad. Okay, who cares? Nobody, we don't have to talk about our salad. Tortellini brodo. Do you want to, like, talk us through? We we basically, we got a soup, which was actually, you just got it for yourself, and then they just split it without us knowing, which was great, because then I got to have some as well, and it was good. And then we had a pizza and a pasta. So do you want to take us away here on the food? Well, so the, the tortellini was something that I had my eye on right away. That was one of the things where, like, you sat down and, like, glanced at the menu, and I was like, we're getting the tortellini, just so you know. Or you don't have to get it, but I'm getting it. And um, it was something that my my wife's family is um, part Italian. And so she still has cousins that are in Italy and tortellini and brodo is something that they do on special occasions. They make the tortellini from scratch. And so once we like talked to them about it, like the first time I ever heard about, oh, this is actually how actual Italians eat tortellini. Like in America, we think of tortellini as oh, we'll just grab a sauce from the shelf and we'll gr grab the tortellini and we'll put them together. And it's basically spaghetti sauce and tortellini. That is like verboten in Italy. That's not a thing that they do. This this was a tortellini that had pork, mortadella and prosciutto in it. Um, and then it was in this um, savory um, broth. Um, I believe, did we get it in chicken broth? I think we did. And it was just like the perfect starter because they split it. It was like, what, like eight spoonfuls? Of, of broth and tortellini and they, the tortellini were soft and but chewy and really, really flavorful with the meat. Like I, I was I was kind of blown away by it. Yeah, it was very simple. They like a lot of times a, a soup like that will have like other ingredients or they'll put a vegetable in. This was really just the tortellini in the broth. Uh, you said eight spoonfuls. I thought it was more. I was actually impressed with the serving size. I thought we got a lot of tortellini. And I like at first I was like, man, if they I don't know if they gave us a little extra because we were splitting or if yeah. you were going to get the the full helping that's that's a lot as maybe a, i just ate it fast as a starter so it seemed soup. like that's... i just got through it quickly because it was so good i just like downed it 
That's possible. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, again, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we did not tell them uh, that the soup was all for you so that I also uh, <laughs> got a helping. And then uh, I don't think I said this at the top. It's actually um, it was a, a fairly small menu, um, the kind of place that, you know, does a, a handful of things really well and, and not a ton. I mean, I think there were like five pastas on the menu and a couple of other entrees and some pizzas. And we decided to get a pizza and a pasta. And it just felt like the way everything was set up, they were telling you, get a pizza. <laughs> like, if you're here by yourself, get a pizza. If you're here to sh- – I think we did it the perfect way, being able to do one of each. And we did uh, a pizza with red sauce and a white pasta, which uh, complemented well and a bunch of different kinds of flavors. But the the pizza was excellent. We did, like, a hot honey pizza with spicy salami. And it was actually – it was very simple. There were not a ton of toppings. It was sort of um, – you know, I think it was maybe two or three pieces of salami on each slice. Um, and – you know, just like a good, like thin crust, a little doughy, good texture, just like very good pizza. And I love, like, I feel like hot honey is in like seeing that ever, like the hot honey and salami combination. And, um, you know, we're going to get to the pasta. I think when I think about this meal, one of the highlights, it was like the, the duck cocktail and the pasta we had really stand out to me. Whereas this was just like a very good pizza, but you know, it was a very good pizza and, and Hey, what, what could you enjoy more than having a really good pizza? And and I took some home. I had it the next day. And guess what? It was really good the next day, too. So that's important I, when, I you're, when you're grading pizza, the, knowing that right? the leftovers are good. That's that's a that's like that turns an A into an A plus. That's an important check right? in your favor. I had it cold the next day, didn't even heat it up and it, it retained its structure. It was still really, really good. It's interesting. I didn't even realize this at the time. The pasta also had duck in it. We had a you had a, you had a very duck heavy meal. Yeah, I had the double duck. And, <laughs> nice. Uh <laughs> I also this was a a pasta that I believe we had to look up because neither of us knew what fazoletti was. Yes. So I feel like this is is more and more rare. It's a new noodle, which, right. which you know, listen, I'm I, I, I think this is sort of an everyman kind of food podcast. I don't claim to be an expert. I just eat a lot and I travel and try to eat interesting things when I'm traveling. But, yeah, this was a new noodle. We did look it up. Fazoletti. And we didn't really know what to expect because you pulled up a picture on your phone and it was like sheets of lasagna, (laughs) (laughs) but but like loose sheets, like still in a pile. I I also Googled this. There's a New York Times article from 2011 that calls it the handkerchief pasta. And uh, yeah, it's sort of these like big like lasagna sheets folded over. Um, and, And I will say the picture we saw was loose. We ours was baked. Um, so they did sort of stand together. They were in like stacks. I think you called them like envelopes at the time. Um, let me pull up the menu here and the ingredients. Yeah, we got the baked fazoletti with uh, with duck, uh, bechamel sauce, which is a white sauce, like I said, wild mushrooms, kale, and lemon zest, and really good. Also, really, really rich. I think one of you know, whenever I talk, like my only complaint about getting something like a ravioli or like certain other kinds of pasta as an entree is that they just never give you enough. And there are certain pastas and things that I order. And it's like I, I only order them if it's like to share with someone and like also getting other things. And this is another one where it's like looking at the portion size, you'd see the size of the plate. and You'd think like, oh, I don't know. Is that all I'm going to eat? But this was so rich and creamy that like we did not need a lot. Uh, there was just like 
a ton of flavor and all of and like the white sauce it was just like a very heavy all the cheese like it's you know it's baked and there's just like all this gooey extra cheese and the white sauce and man great pasta love trying a new noodle anytime that's going to be novel and fun uh but this one this one held my interest i think the next time i see a fazoletti on a menu i'm gonna say oh i know exactly what that is and and frankly i love it <laughs> you you can you can uh dazzle people at, at their next dinner when when that is on the menu. i've never seen it on the menu before no it was really it was really really good the mushrooms added a really nice touch i thought uh, i always get nervous when i see kale in a pasta because i'm like oh is this what are we doing here but you you barely noticed it was there just sort of as a as a crunch a little bit of acidity it was really good and i thought the lemon zest came through too you there was a little bit of brightness and citrus from that that it was just it was such a well everything was so well balanced from the cocktails to the to the broth to the pizza to the to the pasta i mean it was that was uh something that stood out to me i think from the meal it was uh, i it was it was sort of the perfect thing you mentioned, the red sauce pizza with the white sauce pasta, because we discussed that, right? We were like, let's let's try and get that balance, because we talked about the bolognese, we talked, but we know, so we, we we had this discussion here. I would also say you mentioned the kale worrying a little about having that in. Really, I mean, the pasta and the cheese, they were the stars of the show. Yeah. Like, all of the other ingredients were, you know, subtle and in, uh, in small enough amounts that, that, I mean, this was a cheesy pasta dish, rich and creamy and excellent. And everything there was like, not quite a garnish, but whatever's like a little step above garnish. Like it was, it, you know, I, I, I just thought this, it, it highlighted the pasta and the cheese and man, it was so good. I, uh, I'm ready to go back. I think it's sad that this place is uh, 3000 miles away. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in, I'm in uh, suburban New York and they, they're just like, Going from Manhattan to suburbia, it's hard to the, the the pasta and the Italian food is the hardest thing to replicate out here. So it it very it made me very happy to get while we were there and appropriate in a lot of ways because the last time we saw each other, we were both in New York and now neither of us are, are in New York. That's true. And it was good. It was a nice reunion. And I will say you're you're a good person for me to go out to eat with because like there were multiple times during the meal when I'd be telling a story and we'd be catching up and you'd say, you know, oh, hang on, I got to tweet something real fast. <laughs> <laughs> and you're with someone who fully understands. And so, you know, that's good company to be in. I think uh, it was the night of the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, announcements. And yes, so busy that's right. night Leroy for, Butler got into the, the Hall of Fame while the, we were at dinner. the Leap brand uh, yeah. busy night for you. So, yeah, I get it. Listen, we've all been there. Sometimes sometimes you just got to tweet at the dinner table. I, I get it. <laughs> You you understand it more than my wife does, I think, and and that is uh, that is that is a, a great trait to have. No, it was great. I I really appreciate you taking me up on my offer. Uh, I do apologize for uh, the unintentional rudeness of my text. Uh, All good. Listen, this was a great meal, and and I'm glad we did the podcast too. It's funny, like, you know, I, I think when I first started the podcast, it was a lot of like, I'm just going to have these mails and invite my friends on. It's going to be good. And then it, it sort of got to the point where a lot of it, it's been like, you know, sometimes I'm traveling like, uh, you know, when I go to Chicago, I know I'm going to do an episode on Giordano's and I did hot chicken in Nashville and the taco crawl with Rohan, which was episode 50. I knew that was going to be a thing. And sometimes you just have a good meal and it's like, you know, there's nothing like particularly LA about this place or like I got the local thing with the tacos but you know this is just a good meal and it's fun to have you and it's fun to have you come on the podcast to talk about it too but uh you know when I when I look back on this meal like I said the the duck cocktail the uh the new noodle I mean these are things that are worth remembering and this is this is the reason you have a podcast so that I can bring my friends on and talk about these great dinners that we're having bucket list item checked off for me I appreciate you having me on it was it was a great meal and I don't know which one I enjoyed more the meal or the podcast well, you'll have to see once I finish editing and you see uh, how I make you sound. Uh, <laughs> Five-minute yeah, podcast. This guy sucks. 
first appearance. Well, just on that clip of the loop of I'm an annoying person. I'm just going to loop that over and over again. One time for Good. Bears fans, another time Good. for Vikings fans. Good. Uh, Puko, this was fun. Sorry it took 51 episodes to get you on, but I promise <laughs> it won't be the last time you're here. I appreciate that. I would love to come back anytime. All right. Take care. That'll do it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, you should go check out the previous 50 Many of them have fun guests. Some are just me solo, and those episodes tend to be even shorter. I definitely recommend episode 50 on my epic L.A. Taco Crawl with Rohan Nodkerny coming on the podcast to talk about it. You can subscribe in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. While you're there, leave me a rating or review, especially in iTunes. I didn't get many reviews during my pandemic hiatus, so it would be great to get some more just so people know that we're back up and running. While you're at it, tell your friends too. If you enjoy the podcast, I always appreciate people helping me make it grow. And remember that you can follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram or search Mitch Goldich on Facebook for pictures to go along with every episode. You can also follow at Mitch Eats Food Pod on Instagram. Unfortunately, as I mentioned with Buko, my photos from this meal are not good. It was just very dark. They are the worst photos I've been able to get in 51 episodes of doing this. So you'll just have to trust me. But there are good pictures of a lot of other things I've eaten all over my feeds. And I have some fun stuff coming up. Finally, you can email MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.